Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Irked Music Geek, the podcast. This is the audio version of the website, irkedmusicgeek.com. If you are new, this is your first time listening. What an interesting episode you decided to press play on, but thank you for finally deciding to um, check this shit out and see what's going on over here. Please hold tight. I will explain what this is, how this works, and why I am irked in a second. First, let me shout out to my subscribers, blog readers, um, social media followers, engagers, however it is that you have been rocking with Irk Music Geek. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I um, appreciate you more than I can ever tell or show you. So thank you um, again, and thank you. Uh, please bear with me. I know y'all be tired of hearing this shit, um, but catch up the latecomers. We're going to welcome them. I know they super late, late as hell actually, but we're going to welcome them all the same. Um, so I'm going to try to get through this quickly so that we can go ahead and get into some music, which is why you all are here. So like I said, again, for my new people, this is the audio version of the website, irkedmusicgeek.com. If you are also unfamiliar with that, then what the hell you been doing all this time? Huh? Why you been playing? Anyway, that is an online blog, um, where I give my first opinions, first impressions of new music, that releases across various genres. I've always been an equal opportunity music listener, willing to press play on just about anything. And if I happen to like it, I like it. If I don't, I don't. My primary go-to genres are hip hop and R&B. But if you look on the website, you'll see country, you'll see pop, you'll see rock, alternative even. I mean, just really honestly depends. Um, And so, That is the space where I just talk about new music. Um, It's strictly just about the music. I always say it ain't about the gossip or their personal lives. None of that shit. It's just music that drops and what I think about it. And this is the same concept, discussing new music, new music releases. How this works is I pick songs that were likely released on New Music Friday. Usually it's about four songs for every episode. Um, I'll start out telling you just in general what did come out as far as albums and singles, and then I'll go into depth reviewing about four of those songs. I'll play a little bit of the song. Don't play the whole thing. This ain't the radio. Y'all ain't got time. I ain't got time. We all got shit to do. So I'll play just enough of it so that you can hear what I'll be basing my opinion off of, and then I'll tell you what I think about it. So it's very easy, very simple to follow along. This is not one of those podcasts that's going to hold you all day or for hours on end. We're just going to get in, talk some music. I'll go into depth telling you what I think about a few of those releases and we get out and come back and do the shit again next week. Um, a lot of people ask, why are you irked? What is that about? <sighs> if you know me, it's to know that I'm usually irked about something, but as it pertains to music, I've always been, as long as I've loved music, which is before I can honestly pinpoint a time to remember Um, I've always also been interested in reading other people's opinions about the same type of music I'm listening to or hearing other opinions, just finding out, do other people hate this song like I do or do other people love this artist or album? Just always had that curiosity. And as music has now moved into this digital space, we are in this technology age where that is how we receive music. Music review has also moved online as well. Back in my day, as I um, aged myself as an auntie, I would have to buy magazines. Shout out to The Source, Vibe. 
I would go buy them, literally flip straight to the back to get to the review part of the magazines. And so I still have that same curiosity. And now that it's online, a lot of those magazines haven't really focused on reviews to me. So we get reviews in, um, in the same sense that I do them. A lot of blogs, uh, different websites that just talk about music. And so I've always followed those um, since we've now, you know, gone into this streaming age. And it's just the more that I read a lot of these uh, publications, I guess we can call them, platforms, uh, read the opinions and the reviews that are written about a lot of the music that's out here, the more they just don't seem to be authentic. They don't seem to be honest. They seem to be catering to the industry, to the labels. Um and it just, to me, as someone that follows it regularly, is obvious and it irks the shit out of me. Um, it's just a lot of music that a large group of us will probably agree ain't that, ain't that hot. You go on these websites and they will just be bigging the shit up. They will be constantly posting about the artist. And I think it happens for a number of reasons. I think primarily there's either some sort of a understood relationship between people that are running these sites and these labels or these managers of these artists or even the artists themselves, when we're talking on the lower level, um, I think there is a direct, you know, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. You talk about my artists, release song releases, make sure you say that this shit is dope. And then when it's time to do interviews, we're coming to you first. Um, I think that's a lot of the situation. And then there are other cases where I think the people that run these websites want that sort of arrangement, want that relationship, and they let that influence how they talk and review the music because they don't want to piss nobody off. Um, the music industry is very petty. It is very, uh, you know, if you say something bad about my artist, we're not fucking with you. You're not getting an interview. You're not getting exclusives, all of that bullshit. And so, again, as somebody that reads these, it comes off as obvious to me and it irks the shit out of me and it is what motivated me to start Irk Music Geek is to just have a platform that's about honest authentic reviews I understand music is subjective and so everyone isn't necessarily going to feel the same way about a particular song artist or album but there's a lot of music out here now especially in this TikTok culture this microwave era of music that a large group and a large consensus of people would say this is some bullshit but you go to some of these websites and you just you would think you were the crazy one but no and so that is what Irk Music Geek is here is just to provide that honest critique if it's an artist that I really love artists that I really fucks with if they release something that don't sound too hot it's okay to say that and I'm going to do that so that is the blog. This is the podcast. And that is why I am irked. Let's go ahead and get into the episode for today. Uh, I know I just went through that whole little spiel about what to expect from the podcast. But today is a little different. It's the last episode of 2021. It's actually the first time I'm going to be doing something like this. Um, I'm not going to be talking about new releases. I'm going to be talking about what my favorite albums, projects, EPs, mixtapes, whatever you want to categorize them as these days, um, what those favorites of the year have been. I have a terrible memory, like awful, awful memory, but I made sure I made a conscious effort when the new year struck um, to jot down every time I came across an album that I really loved, um, especially in the moment. Um, 
and now that I'm going to go back and review it, it'll, I'll kind of be able to give an update if, if I'm still feeling the same way about it. But I made sure to keep track throughout the year so that when the end of the year came, I'm not uh, doing mental gymnastics trying to figure out, did this shit drop in 2020? Or, you know, especially after last year, it all felt like one long ass year the last two years. And so glad I made sure to make notes. So going to be doing it a little different today. And if you are a regular listener, you know, there has not been an episode in about two weeks. Um, and honestly, it's just the music wasn't really wasn't really doing much for me. Um, last week, especially, there really was only one release. Um, Nas's new project, Magic. Talk a little bit more about that in a little bit. Um, but the week before, it was okay as well. But I did actually take notes and jot shit down to discuss. Um, and just was never got sick and was never able to actually record the episode. But songs I was going to do um, was going to be uh, the Jim Jones Migos collab called We Set the Trends. It's a little weird for Jimmy, but, you know, song is doing what he set it out to do. Um, Wiz Khalifa's uh, new project with Cardo and Sledgerin, producers he's worked with in some of the classic Wiz Khalifa mixtape days. Wiz, uh, Wiz Got Wings is the name of that. That shit is super dope. Um, if you have not heard that, it's worth listening to. Rick Ross's album was probably one of the bigger highlights of that drop. Richer Than I Ever Been. Yeah, it was cool. Talk a little bit more about that when we get into some of the album um album reviews of 2021 um and then big boy and sleepy brown's project finally came after much teasing they had released like six singles off of the project and there were 15 total songs so i feel like a lot of it didn't really feel new to me but of the new songs that i had not heard they were cool have not really gone back to it since then but just didn't want to mention that briefly but let's go ahead and get into the Earth Music Geeks faves of 2021. So disclaimer, this is not in no way me saying these are the best projects of the year. Again, music is subjective. Let's remember that. Um, these are just what I actually wrote on the top of the paper was 2021 standouts. This is how I wrote it in January. So these are just projects that stood out to me. Um, and it could just be honestly for various reasons. It just may have tickled my fancy that particular day or that particular week or, you know, just different things. And so we'll kind of talk about that as I go through them. Um, but yes, let's go ahead and get into it. So starting and originally I started dating them, but then I stopped. I don't know why, but we can clearly it's not difficult to find out when a project came out. But starting in January, the first, I think, Friday of the new year, like the first official Friday of the new year we got hotels from jasmine fucking sullivan um yeah ain't no backtracking on that one when i wrote it then i meant it i listened to that album for months and months on end um i can still go back and play it as if it just dropped it is an ep it was very short as far as the music went, but the way that project was put together, the way the music sounded, the way Jasmine sounded, it was just a beautiful fucking um, EP, a beautiful project. Very upset that I have not yet got tickets to her concert because I would love to see this perform live. I'm almost willing to pay the ridiculous reseller amounts. Um, but yeah, anyway, I'm thinking about the fact that I'm mad I didn't got tickets again but yes yeah, so that was where I started out Jasmine Sullivan Hotels 
Then it was a little rough from January up until May. I didn't get, there weren't any albums for me that um, did anything really for me. I know there were releases. I'm sure there were releases. It was, it was kind of slow. I do remember noting that um, throughout the year that it was a, a slow kind of release period, but there were some other albums. Let me see, because I'm actually, now that I'm going back to looking at albums I saved. Okay, so this was technically an EP. It wasn't an album, so we can kind of, uh, I'll have some honorable mentions as well. But Chica's Once Upon a Time, I would give as an honorable mention. It was only six songs, but it was beautiful. It was a great album, the way it was put together. Um, again, called Once Upon a Time, and every song kind of fit into that fairy tale type of theme um so that was dope and then also did not uh write which i'm actually surprised but i saved it and still listen to it benny the butcher the plugs i met to his collab with harry fraud um i think that was also considered a um a mixtape as well so those were two kind of honorable mentions but between january and may Clearly, there was nothing that moved me to start writing again until J. Cole released The Off Season. I had that as my second standout for 2021. Another um, phenomenal album. Um, just phenomenal. Uh, I don't even know what to say. I got a chance to see that performed live in October. And J. Cole is the shit. Um, that's an album, another one that I have songs on there that I will still play almost on a daily basis on my workout playlist. Um, and that's just an album that I can go back, hit shuffle, and just kind of let it rock and not be mad at all. Um, that was also one of those albums. The more that I listened to it, there were songs that I were kind of just, I liked but didn't love that just really got a chance to marinate with me. And yeah, love, love, love. So that album is... One of the, um, was another early, the second standout from, um, this year. All right. Then next up, um, I wrote down, I wrote down street sermons from Moray. Uh, this was another one that was kind of unexpected. I guess you could call it like a little sleeper because he was new. He had really only had the quicksand song at the time this was released. There may have been one more single that he released around the time, but, uh, yeah, this project was actually really good. I was surprised as I heard it. I went through listening to it and just remember after my listening session was just kind of like, oh, this is actually kind of dope. Um, and I'm sure they've heard this and they hate it, but it's kind of hard to not compare his style um, and him to Rod Wave. But I would just prefer Moray's version of what he does a little bit better than Rod Wave. But that was another good project that kind of caught me by surprise. Street Sermons by Moray. Another one. It's very melodic, very, um, I mean, it's called Street Sermons. So you can kind of gather what you're going to get from the project. But he's got a dope-ass voice. Um, and he also was at that off-season tour with J. Cole as one of the opening acts. And so I think we're going to see more of him in 2022. But that was another one of my 2021 standouts. Then um, next up, we get to Lil Durk and Lil Baby, Voice of the Heroes, which drops June of 2021 um that was a project for me that I kind of didn't know what to expect because I was a fan a big fan of baby Dirk was uh had been growing on me at the time that this had dropped there were more songs of his that I enjoyed that I liked was like okay I'm kind of feeling this nigga I kind of see 
why people act the way they do about him. Um, but I wasn't completely sold. So I wasn't really quite sure what to expect from the project, but project dropped. I enjoyed it. Um, it was a lot of songs on there. I do remember commenting about that, but to this day, that is a, um, a project that there's quite a few songs on there that I will still play, still have on some playlists of mine and we'll still in, or we'll still be rocking with for quite some time. So that is another one of the standouts. And then next up, it went to some R and B finally, um, again, after Jasmine kind of set the tone for the year, which now that I'm thinking back, I think, you know, we've heard conversations about how dope, female R&B has been this year and it's funny because Jasmine jumped the fuck out there early as hell like I said January 8th is when she dropped that EP at a time when we were still in the midst of the pandemic there was not none of this vaccine stuff yet we didn't really know what was happening with touring and festivals none of that had come back and she just kind of leapt out there with the project after being gone for like five years and delivered like that all just kind of registers me right now but think honestly that is what set the tone for the rest of the ladies in r&b um and followed suit so next up was r&b album by sinead harnett uh which i love it is called ready is always too late i was not really that familiar with her prior to this dropping there may have been a couple of songs that may have you know popped up on a shuffle listen of hers um actually a couple singles from that particular album but prior to this year I'd never heard of her didn't couldn't tell you a song um but that album there is one to be desired um there was 11 tracks on there some features from Lucky Day features from Masego and Van Jess um and Earth Gang it's just a really good nice r&b listen um one of my favorite songs on there is called ready is always too late which is the title tracks the first track just start there and i dare you to tell me you didn't keep listening after hearing that shit so that is another one of the standouts and then we get back to the rap album from the migos culture three um i think you know i, I have uh, as i realize i have not really gone back to this project in quite some time there's the Picasso song of future is a song that I still will play. But, um, I think though at the time I, there was just a lot of uncertainty about what this project was going to sound like. Um, they've kind of set the standard with the culture project. So when you hear culture three, you're kind of expecting certain things. Um, and I think they lived up to those expectations, um, surprisingly to a lot of people. And so I think after hearing the album, I just kind of felt proud. I was kind of happy that they weren't letting the whole, little baby competition shit get to them and just delivered a good project. So it's going back through this list is going to make me go back and listen to some of these albums that may not have touched in quite a while, especially some of the ones that came out earlier in the year. But at the time I wrote it down, it was a 2021 standout and that is Migos culture three. All right. So on the next up, we get to, Tyler, the creator, call me if you get lost, um, an album that I would not have expected to have been writing it down on this particular list. I know he is known for making great projects. His last one, Grammy nominated Igor, which is actually a good album as well, but it was just something about this one that off top and it could have been the whole DJ drama inclusion just off the rip. This album just after I listened, I was like, oh yeah, 
it's got to go on the list. This is one of those. Like, it is one of those ones. I think it gave what Tyler has been given, but that addition to DJ Drama just made it even more hip-hop where he can sometimes be alternative. It just, I don't know, it just made made so much sense for me that it just had to go on the list. Uh, it's, of course, gotten all sorts of Grammy nominations. Um, Jasmine has as well, of course um and deservingly so and so that is another one of the standouts for 2021 then we get back to the ladies next up we have doja cat with planet her great 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 album from start to fucking finish um she honestly has never released a bad album but there was some about this one that just really resonated with me to me it just feels like it covered so many different genres she gave r&b ballad with alone which is a song that i really love still play in the shower to this day um then she gave us shit like payday with young thug get into i mean there the the songs on this they're just endless the amount of songs that she gave on this that just had so much replay value it's a song that i was able to play in the car you know the edited version of course it's just it was a very very well put together album this one also has lots of award nom- nominations and so when we get to this grammy category episode we'll talk about that when we get there next year but that's going to be an interesting choice for the people that have to make it because yeah that planet her is is one of those ones um and if even if you're i'm i like I said, I recognize that Doja Cat made good albums. I've been talking about her on this podcast since her Amalia project. Um, but even I was very pleasantly surprised by how great this album was. So that is definitely on the 2021 standouts. And I still stand by that one. Um, the next up, we had a new album from Vince Staples, self-titled called Vince Staples. Vince is um, one of those that I've heard about, I've talked about, blogged about, but just the music never really just really captured me or resonated with me. I love Vince's personality. I listen to the Joe Budden podcast and he calls in or they call him um, often and Vince is nuts. Uh, after hearing him for the first time, I went down a rabbit hole of interviews. Um, he's crazy. Uh, he is hilarious. It will always just his personality alone will always get me to press play on his music. And I am glad I did that with this particular album because it was a really good album. 10 tracks, kind of just simple. It wasn't too long. Um, it just was to me just a very well put together album. One of my favorite songs on there is called take me home featuring Fouché um which she just kind of gets an asterisk from me from her time machine project that dropped as well earlier in 2021 but this Vince Staple album is a really good one and that definitely stays on the 2021 standout list then next up we have another one um another one that kind of caught me by surprise uh Isaiah Rashad he released his project called The House is Burning I um kind of was just vaguely familiar with Isaiah Rashad and that was just mainly through his TDE counterparts and him being featured on their music um but he had been releasing singles for this album and every single went the fuck off and I just was ready to hear the project ready to hear the, hear the album because I just I know you know I just I didn't know and so the whole album delivered 
Uh, it's another one of those that I can still go back and play, shuffle through to this day and just kind of let it rock, let it ride and not be mad. Um, so that one is certainly on the 2021 standouts. Then next up, it was Willow, Miss Willow Smith. Lately, I feel everything. Um, great, great album, alternative album. It was just giving me the female alternative rock that I listened to in middle school. It was just all of those vibes. Um, just from beginning to end, it was just a really good album. Uh, just really good, good features, just very, very well put together and a great sort of debut for her for that sort of a genre. Of course, we knew Willow from Whip My Hair, but and we clearly knew that wasn't really her style. She kind of started dabbling into other genres, but then she found this pocket and this is it. And so that is another one of the 2021 standouts is Miss Willow Smith. Lately, I feel everything. All right, the next up, this one was kind of an iffy. I put a question mark by it at the time. It was Knaz's King's Disease 2. Um, and I think after uh, the Magic release, I think it's safe to, to officially remove that from the list. I'll figure out what I'll replace it with in a minute. But we'll talk more about that Magic King. I just remember at the time feeling like, okay, I like it. But the way I felt after King's Disease 1, I did not have that feeling after 2, but I knew that it was still a good album. So I think that's why I put the question mark, but then he gave us magic in the very final, final seconds of the fourth quarter. And so we'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. Um, so after King's Disease 2, I wrote, um, and this is a definite, back to the R&B, Cheers to the Best Memories, the collaboration project from Division and Ty Dolla Sign. Um, it's kind of caught me by surprise. They started releasing singles. Singles, there was one that I really loved, one that I was kind of uh, okay about. Um, but then the whole project came out and I fucking love this album. And I didn't say past tense because I still love it. This is another one of those that I kind of did like Jasmine's, just ran it through the ground um uh, just played it over and over and over again for for weeks after its release um and the album still is one of those is still one of those ones um it's a very short project it's only like 30 minutes of music it's 11 tracks some great features on here um it was just a really 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 good album very well put together as well each artist got their own little interlude song where they kind of you know, got to just showcase their solo styles. Then they're pretty much together for the rest of the album. And it was just, it was just magic to me, honestly. Um, what I expected from the collab of Bruno and Anderson Pac, I got from this division inside dollar sign. Um, as far as just, you know, you love them both separately. Let's see what they'll do together type of thing. They, they delivered on that. Um, so that was a favorite. And then next, Huh, let's see. I I feel like did I put this down? I didn't save it on my personal list, but I wrote it down. Baby Keem in the melodic blue. I just I do recall after I can't say that I've gone back to that one too much, but I do recall after listening that after listening because I was not really familiar with him at all. Do rag activity somehow skipped my DSP, so I didn't really have any knowledge of Baby Keem, um, except for right up until the release of the album and so I just remember hearing the album like oh okay I fuck with this young nigga we see the Kendrick 
uh, influence because of their, you know, relationship as family. And so I just feel like he had his own style, his kind of own way. Um, but it was also just dope as well. So I think this is just a good reminder to go back and listen to that project. Um, then next up we have young thug with punk. We know he is one of my favorite artists. I was so excited, um, based off the previews of, some of the music that was on this just to hear the project it was going to be clearly him and just kind of a young thug rock sort of style um and he did that throughout from the beginning song it sets the tone um and the rest of the project just follows it's a number of those songs that I still listen to still have on playlists and so that one definitely stands on the 2021 standouts then next up we have Don Tolliver with Life of a Don great album I was waiting to get a new project from Don Tolliver and we got it uh and I think he delivered his uh, expectations that were there for him just based on the features that he was doing and the singles he started releasing. I think he definitely met those with the release of that project. That's one of those you kind of just, you know, even if you ain't got nowhere to go, just put it on and just start driving and it's just going to carry you your entire journey. Um, so that is a dope one. Life of a Don from Don Tolliver. Then next up... Woo. Sorry. Um, we got Summer Walker with Still Over It. And I am not over it because I am still listening to this album here. Um, phenomenal sophomore release from my girl Summer. It's no secret she is one of my R&B faves. Um, I have loved every single project that she has dropped. And this one was no different. I am still shuffling through this album. Have it on a playlist and I just let it play um, and just let it ride. And it's just just a beautiful album. I mean, Sean Garrett, the influence. And this is the thing I didn't discuss when I discussed the album. So there was all this worry and all this talk about London not having um, a hand or a heavy hand on the production of the project or producing of the executive producing of the project because of their breakup and their demise or whatever. Um so there was all this talk is she going to be able to deliver again after you know we saw what they did together for over it and not only did she deliver she hit the shit out of the fucking park um again and if not even more so than she did the first time and I think because there was Sean Garrett there who is an R&B producer an R&B writer think London kind of just stumbled into before summer he was known for being with the Gucci like trap type of shit tra trap production which he does very well um but I think this dabble into R&B was like a first for him so on this project she's working with seasoned veterans and so you can just hear in the quality of the music you can hear in the background vocals Sean is on some of them background vocals his damn self it was whatever it took to come out with a great product and they did just that and I think there was that difference is that she had somebody that could truly guide her in true R&B because that is what I get from that entire album it's just R&B that like you know just cool girl R&B like the Monica's the Aaliyah's that is like what this this does it's just so relatable and the way she delivers it impeccable so that is if not the you know these songs are in no particular order but that would certainly go at the top 
one, two, or number three for me. Um, it's still over it by Summer Walker. And then next up after Summer, we had... Oh, before we get to my girl, we had a, a mixtape that kind of snuck in on me. Key Glock, rest in peace, Young Dolph, um, released his Yellow Tape 2 uh, mixtape that shit is just hard. Um, it's just hard. Just put it in, shuffle, preferably in the car, loud music, no kids involved. It, it's just a hard-ass mixtape. Um, and yeah, going to be listening to that one for a minute as well. So Key Glock is certainly on a 2021 standout list and then next um we have miss adele adele 30 another one of those that i'm still listening to it's not that a song about a month month old at this point month and a half old um so it ain't been out that long but it is one that i am still playing in fact i created a playlist of summer and adele's uh my favorites on both and that's kind of what i just use to shuffle in the shower every single day so i've also bought the physical disc of adele because it comes with three extra songs if you buy it i know from target that's the case so yeah um get that cop that is a beautiful version of easy on me with chris stapleton who Woo, one of my white fucking faves in country music. Um, yeah, so that's worth copying if you fucks with Adele and if you fuck with 30, but that is certainly on the list. And also add to the list of disappointing things for 2021 that I also could not get tickets to Adele's Vegas residency. Um, still holding out hope. She does have a concert, I think, in July in London, and I may just say fuck it fuck the states because we on some bullshit anyway but that's tbd so but yes adele 30 amazing amazing what else did we expect um all right then after that um i had Nas magic and that was a new one that just dropped uh clearly last new music friday my initial impression of the album was just kind of like okay it's him and hit boy again collab throughout the entire project except i think there is one song that's produced by um preem dj premiere and i um had the same initial thoughts i had after listening to king's disease 2 which is kind of why i was like let me just take that off because between that and magic um i'm fucking with magic but magic to me was not topping um king's disease one now lyrical content rapping ability all of that now 10 out of 10 Nas is on his shit uh showing that age ain't nothing but a number fuck r kelly uh when it comes to the rapping shit because he has gotten better with time and with age there's just always been some sort of a disconnect with the production and then him linking up with hit boys seemed to have solved that after listening to king's disease one that was like the first Nas project in a very long time that i kind of just felt like oh my god let me save this let me come back to this um and so that's been kind of the standard for me but when it comes to Nas and Hit Boys collaborations, and so initially when I heard Magic, it was just kind of like, uh, yeah, I get it. Nas, not Nas. Nas is rap rapping his ass off. Um, but some of the production just wasn't connecting with me. But then when I went back and listened to it again, yeah, um, there's still a couple of beats that I just wish were a little doing a little bit more. But for the most part. It's a great nine song um, album and you know it doesn't have the benefit of time like the rest of these albums on the list but I think you know after just the couple listens that I have had I think it's a safe one to add 
to the list. Um, and then I guess to make it just a round out 20, I should find one more. Um, now just kind of a asterisk for certified lover boy and Donda, honestly, because both of those albums, once I cut down to the songs that I didn't really care for, they were amazing projects. Um, I just kind of made a playlist for each one for the songs that I like and just kind of ran through those heavily, especially for certified lover boy. So those get kind of the asterisk ad. Um, I did want to mention Anthony Hamilton's album. Love is the new black was also another super dope R&B album, male R&B album, which we have not gotten a lot of this year. So that one was worth noting. Also honorable mention to, um, Mariah, the scientist who was a new find for me, um, R&B singer out of Atlanta, uh, album was called Rye Rye World and it was just super dope um one of the favorites on there is a collaboration she has with Young Thug uh and there's a couple other ones on there as well I mentioned Fouché and her project Time Machine was also another one also Tinny the Afrobeat artist let's just go on and cover that genre as well her album Wonderland came out super early um in March of 2021 but that was another one that after I listened to it all the way through I was like this is super solid and I uh, went back to it a couple more times um and then also I'm surprised I didn't write this down division amusing her feelings that was another one that was also really good um it came out in January so super super early right after hotels dropped and that was an album that I played back for a minute don't know why uh, failed to write that on the list but I do have that as uh, one of my album faves on my um, streaming platform um, but yeah so that was it one of the I guess disappointing releases was the evening with Silk Sonic was not bad um, if you heard the review I did on the podcast when that album dropped but it it didn't really leave a lasting impression I haven't really gone back to it haven't really thought to go back to it don't feel like I'm not missing anything by not going back to it and so that was kind of disappointing for um I think one of the highly anticipated releases for 2021 um other than that hers project back of my mind also deserves mentioning um although I feel like because she had been releasing a lot of singles leading up to that like for the whole year prior um I don't know just when I remember hearing the album I just kind of was like uh okay there's some some songs I hear that I love Damage, of course, was an amazing, amazing song. Some other ones on there that I really um, fucks with. But as a whole, I think the album just wasn't, you know, doing a whole lot for me. But um, yeah, I think that just pretty much sums up what some of my favorite projects from 2021 were. Now, um, artists and things like that, that I'm not breaking all that shit down. Um <laughs> I, yeah, it's just, no, no, there's no need. Um, another mention I did want to, I did enjoy as well the uh, Dumb and Dumber 2 mixtape from Young Dolphin Key Glock that dropped in March of 2021 as well. I'm excited for 2022 to see who's going to drop. Still waiting on Kendrick. Super kind of disappointed and sad that we didn't get his new album before the year ended. Now, I'm recording this ahead of Friday, so I'm still holding out a little glimmer of hope that we'll get a surprise Kendrick drop with New Year's Eve being on Friday and New Year's Day being on Saturday. I think a music release would be super dope because it's the official weekend and that would leave plenty of time and plenty of festivities and activities going on to get into some good music. And so 
will hold out just a small glimmer of hope that K-Dot will will save the year and release um, on the final hour. But I think that is what's going to come in 2022 if we don't get it, um, you know, tomorrow. Uh, also, SZA, TDE loves uh, loves the cocktease. Waiting on SZA. We've got some singles. Now, where is the rest of the project? Um, and there's just been talks that Drake may come back again. Um, who knows what else we'll get. I feel like we haven't heard from Pusha T in a while. I'm looking for Sci High the Prince. Um, we know he was about to get ready to release and then that tragic uh I guess attempt at his life happened and that of course slowed him down as it would anybody else. But looking forward to hopefully his mental getting right and him getting back to the business and releasing new music because that debut album is still one that I go back to and listen to so looking forward to Sci High um that's all I can really think of right now at least off the top of my head um yeah it was uh it was a good year for music towards the end it definitely picked up it started off a little slow but once the things that we got that I enjoyed I really really enjoyed and so we can't really call the year a bust as a whole um but I am just excited to hopefully come out of this pandemic next year get really fully back into shows and I've had the chance to go to at least one music festival and a handful of concerts um this year all happening in the fall of this year and my experiences were great um but you know with COVID clearly not being over in the state that it's in now I just am looking forward to hopefully it going away completely and us kind of really getting back to to things and how things used to be I was also sad to say looking forward to hearing new music from Travis Scott in 2022 as well but with the Astro World shit happening who knows when he's going to be able to really get back to the music like he wants to um and I'm thinking also we may see changes in how festivals and things like that go. Um, these super concerts and all of that. That'll be interesting to see as well for next year. But thank you guys so much for, you know, riding along again. Another year in the books with Arc Music Geek, the podcast, as well as the blog. I was super slowed down um, over the last month with just write-ups on new releases. Just a lot of the music wasn't really hitting me then I just had a lot going on but we're gonna be back to it in 2022 hopefully the music will be there it'll be inspiring it'll be motivating to talk about whether that's good or bad um but yes thank you for listening this was your first time this was a little different episode um so please if one what you was feeling or what you thought you came to hear please check us, us out again on the next episode um Music Monday will likely be skipped, obviously, because I don't think anything's going to be dropping on Friday. Now, if we get K-Dot, we're going to do a whole episode just on that. But um, just be sure to check the blog, um, as I will be doing updates once we get into the new year, just about new releases and drops and things like that. Um, please connect with us on social media. Our Music Geek is on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, all under the handle at Music Geek. These podcast episodes you have listened, so you should hopefully know how to find us. But if you're looking for other listening options, we are on the iTunes podcast app, Spotify, Deezer, iHeart, um, CastBox, 
even just go to our website, irkmusicgeek.com, that podcast episodes uh, link that you will see at the top. Click on that and you will see a page full of every podcast episode that has been released. Click on whatever episode you're looking for and you will see an audio player right there on the page. And so you can listen to the episode straight from the website and even download straight from the website. So if you don't want to fool with any of those apps or just want to listen on a desktop at work or something like that, that option is there and available for you. And as always, have a safe, blessed, and productive week. Y'all be careful this New Year's Eve. This Omicron shit is not playing with y'all. Um, and go motherfucking dogs. I will holler at you all next year. Peace.